Jesus. It actually uh, <laughs> I was not expecting that. All right, everybody. Uh, this is the, uh, this is the uh, Our Time podcast. Uh, I am Justin Volker. I'm being joined by Matt Dolphin and uh, Ravion Marchbanks. So uh, uh, thank you all for tuning in. And the whole point of this podcast is that we want to talk, we want to address two main points. Um, what does it mean to be a responsible person living in a democracy and what can the government do to facilitate uh, a proper, you know, personal behavior in a democracy? I probably could have put that to the cleaner, but hey, man, this is live, so that's that's what you get. Um, oh, you just got to go off of what we're hearing now and go, man. Pretty much, pretty much. So, all right, so, and that was Matt, and uh, and so, um, yeah, so, so this episode is going to cover, uh, I want to cover um, ontology and history and how that impacts current events, and I think that we can take this conversation a lot of different directions, but the direction I want to, I'm shooting for today is going to be, uh, it's going to cover COVID-19. Uh, I, I, I guess it's kind of a hot button issue nowadays. I, 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 I'm not really sure, but uh, I've been told that. And well, I, we got I, to hit hot buttons, man. We're starting with zero viewers. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, so COVID-19 and mainly how mainly all the conspiracies that are uh, that are associated with COVID-19 and this is a thing that's really uh heavy here in Kansas City where uh the three, three of us live but it's also a thing across the, the United States. Well, so, I guess where where do we want to start with that because uh we want to look at this from an American perspective because I mean that's kind of the laughing stock perspective of the world so far. Yeah, and I think well, what what I want to get at that mainly here is like the crux of the matter is like where do conspiracy theories like start and why why do people you know cling on to them? How, what does that say about their worldview and um, you know what what motivates them to believe in it? And so we we start here with with COVID nineteen, but we can also take it uh, a whole lot of different directions with as far as some conspiracies go because conspiracies are pretty far and wide and not just really to COVID, but also, well, well let me, let me throw this out, out at you. So all of like the, 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 the moon landing conspiracy hoaxes, you know, there's that in this country and elsewhere. Uh, and then you also have a, a certain fringe segment of the, uh, population in, in America, but also in, in places in, uh, Poland, Germany, Austria, who, who deny the Holocaust ever happened. You have that. And they say it's all a conspiracy to get to, to, to have to, as part of like a Zionist movement to get Israel founded, things like that. But something I, I reflected on this week was um, there's really no conspiracy about Pearl Harbor. Like nobody, I've never really met or seen, been exposed to any, any group that thinks that like Pearl Harbor never happened. <laughs> That's well, kind of I, I guess it depends on the sense that you look at it, because there was actually quite a few conspiracy theories surrounding Pearl Harbor, uh, just in the fact that they had actually pulled out a Japanese micro-sub out of the bay hours before the attack, as well as for aware of the uh, naval movements and the existence of the carriers right outside of the Hawaiian airspace. 
Uh, th there was quite a bit that had insinuated that the U.S. was aware that Pearl Harbor was the target. Uh, I believe it was put best, and, and I hate to say this, uh, Trevor Moore uh, does a song called Kitty History. And he, uh, he, he it, basically it's, you know, all, all human history is the same, but what if everybody was kittens? And he, he talks about, you know, oh, look, it's cute. Like they had a kitty civil war and they found some string and then forgot what they were fighting for. Uh, well, he makes a note about it later on the song. And uh, he mentions uh, if we need the American populace... Uh, to turn or side on something, we need a new Pearl Harbor. And, and, and he, was, he was alluding to 9-11 at the time. Uh, and honestly, if that's true, I could easily see it being a government conspiracy to allow the attack due to the fact that I don't think American nationalism had ever been higher since the Revolutionary War. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that's an interesting thought, and uh, and I think because because then yeah because then you're talking about like yeah the government was you know they knew it was going to happen, and I think that there well there is a case to 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 be made for that. Uh, Correct. But at the same time, going into that, sure we can we can go into the 9/11 conspiracy theories, blah 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 blah. But we're standing in a world where this year medical supplies were held in the midst of a pandemic by the government the states were set up on one another in a bidding war for said medical supplies that were supposed to be there anyway and if that's the case well the government's actively working against us anymore they don't even care about having us on their side if that's the case that's not that's not theft that's not that's not even intent to, you know, distribute stolen goods. That is mass murder. That is capital mass murder on a scale of hundreds of thousands. Or especially at this point. Yeah, it was definitely a case of... The Did you last point about Kushner report at all? I, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm meant to do that. I got kind of buried with that... that uh, that book review I'm, I'm, I was working on, so I didn't get a chance, but... Oh, I, 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 I'm just curious. Like, uh, like, well, from what you remember of it, like, like, like what are the kind of the, kind of the main points that, that the Kushner Report brings okay, up? Okay, so, so it's no surprise that a majority of the most populated cities in the United States tend to vote blue. California is a major, major blue state. New York was a major blue state. Uh... And all of them are, I mean, you're talking about the Electoral Colleges, number one and two. Well, when COVID hit, apparently a report came out from Kushner's office that uh, the blue states will be hit harder. They have the higher population densities, thus spread and contraction of the virus, COVID-19, will be more adamant in their states. I don't, I don't think the Republicans expected Andrew Cuomo, who, despite the nipple rings and all the controversy, he handled it like a champ. 
Oh yeah, no. New York City oh, is obsessed. Like New York City should have been a petri dish for this thing, and and they they held it at bay. Now, did it grow exponentially? Of course, it grew exponentially. People live within four feet of one another in that city, but they have seen a better turnaround up there due to the fact that mandated masks, social distancing, shutdown of industry, like across the board, it was a no if, and, or but. It was done, closed, go the fuck home. Uh, well, what Kushner believed is that because the blue states will be hit harder, pull medical supplies, make the states fight over it, and that time frame will affect the Democratic voter more than it'll affect the GOP voter. Well, it worked for a little while. LA and California, I mean, they went fucking, hey, they, they burned away with COVID cases, blah, 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 blah. Same with New York and all that. But the thing is, is that <laughs> these governors, Michigan, uh, I, I am going to give her props until the end of the fucking world. They shut down everything. They had an armed protest, and I mean white armed protesters walk inside this Capitol Hill building and protest their right to not wear masks and their right to not be stuck at home. And they let that go, and they still didn't lift restrictions or anything, and they have seen better upturns. Now it has turned against the Republicans, or I, I can't even say Republicans. I'm a Republican. Fuck government. Like, uh, fuck the federal end of the government, especially for everything they've done. Uh, their ineptitude has been shown wide, wide, widely through this whole year. But uh, the GOP has now noticed that because of all these protests against masks and because of all these, uh, you know, raising hell about my bar being closed because there's this, vi this potentially deadly contagious disease, well, it started to shift to the red states again. And we've seen it uh, down in the Carolinas, Florida, Texas. They all started having their counts completely go up. But the government took a completely political shot at the populace by using COVID as an excuse. And... That changes it completely from capital murder, which it still is. But, dude, that's treason. Everybody involved, that is treason. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of a conspiracy angle. And it's a different kind of angle than I was well, I've been picking up from people I talk to who, who are more on the right and who say, you know, COVID is a – that, that people just common, I'm a common sense governor. That, that's what I believe in. I believe common sense dictates if the people are supposed to decide on one thing. If if we like being, if we like blue more than we like green, and we put it to a vote, and the people vote blue, but the governor likes green, it doesn't matter. He's supposed to vote blue. Right. And I, that exists in this world and COVID has really kind of brought it to the forefront of oh this has never existed I got you uh, uh, 
so you, you and I have been talking quite a bit. Uh, Ray, uh, what are your thoughts so far on, 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 all, on this topic? I mean, uh, conspiracy theories will always, like, persist and stand no matter what, you know, uh, it could be two plus two equals four and someone will say, well, you know, in another world, it's five, you know, so on and so forth. Um, the, the thing that gets me the most about like conspiracy theories is when people try to compare this as a, as a hoax. And that just literally makes no sense. Now, could the numbers be inflated? Sure. Could, uh, could we already have ways of preventing this disease? For sure. Um, to to kind of bring it to make it more personal for me, uh, it it kind of makes me think of how like how slavery is depicted, correct? And yeah, so, how, like in school, they talk about oh, it's a gloss over. It's a four sentence paragraph and then that's yeah. what slavery was yeah i got you yeah. i got you meanwhile they don't really go into like a, a nuanced detail of slavery they just say oh here's the transatlantic slave trade and that's it you know uh they don't talk about um the actual numbers of slaves transported across the atlantic from africa and then where said slaves were stationed uh when I've actually don't like gone like deep digging and looked into the numbers, uh, there was maximum one, possibly 1.2 million slaves transported from uh, Africa and to the to North America, um, and that number always astonished me because you know that number has grown and blossomed into uh, roughly 30 million uh, Black Americans. And so I always wanted to know, like, how could a population, you know, blossom like that with everything against them? And then an answer was revealed to me that uh, more Black Americans uh, actually have Native ancestry, and it was erased. It's a, it's a hidden part of history. And so... Well, and uh, I, I've been seeing a meme online, to, or I don't necessarily know if it's a meme, but they've been talking, it's like Hamilton Brown or something, mm -hmm. uh, is related to a, like a high number of black Americans, and it's because he was a slave owner. Yeah, that's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was actually true, because, uh, I mean, and okay. we're talking about a rich uh you know white man back in the 1700s that's the most lucrative business you can have it's free labor you know for crop he like one of the, like a oh one of the like the monster plantation owners kind of back yeah. then okay, yeah, was, say, yeah. I, I had no history on the subject so i wasn't real sure where to go with it oh no like it's it's totally fine uh because with that being said you know that was the way to make money it's it's very lucrative you know um considering almost all of our founding fathers either uh had ties to uh slave plantations or owned slaves themselves does that negate everything they did no it, it should still be mentioned and should be you know scrutinized but 
will we ever get there? I personally don't think so. But just between, I'm saying all that to say this is that it's kind of just brushed over and then you kind of see people think like, oh, you know, it really wasn't that bad or, it, you know, it was forever ago. And like, you still see the effects of it today, which uh, makes me think of with Corona because yes, there may be a 99.9% uh, you know, survival rate or what did they say? Like 93%? Yeah. Um, some, there's a high survival rate, but it's the after effects of it. What you see, what it's going to do economically, what it's going to do physically to people, because a lot of people are still having ailments due to surviving that disease, whether it be lung or kidney, uh, endocrine, you know, you name it. There are still going to be after effects that we don't know the implications of yet. Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, out of curiosity, if you guys get uh, the chance, I, I highly recommend you watch John Oliver's bit on U.S. history. Uh, he just put it out on Sunday. And uh, his subject of it, it, it was actually perfect for kind of what we're talking about here because he goes over how in U.S. history, uh, I believe it was like a North Carolina school book back in the 1960s or 70s. And it actually describes like slaves would take pride in decorating their like their uh, quarters and stuff like that to how they wanted and they would go out and work as hard as they could. And there were, there were slaves who were happy and, you know, felt like they were doing, doing a job and were proud of that fact. And then there were slaves who were lazy and, you know, arrogant and stuff. And uh, the woman that was reading it literally is like, hmm, wonder what I would be being forced to work for nothing. And it's like, you know, that's real true because you're, you're sitting there describing slavery as a job. Oh, you know, some people like their job. Some people hate their job. Like, uh, what, what, what uh, decade did you say that book was released in? 60s or 70s. I'm pretty sure is what they said that book. It wasn't like a recent one or anything like that. It's sure. instead, of, instead of talking about it in a happy nature, I'm sure they've added so much more, you know, uh, so much more information about slavery, or they they just you know cut that paragraph out. Mm. Yeah, because uh, well, you think about the thing about history is uh, and the way it's taught in schools, and it's beyond just just what the individual facts are or what they might might be or may have been. I mean, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue and founded America in 1492. I remember the song. I know how America was found. Right, right, and or you can even like like if you if we're gonna bring up songs, I mean the whole like like song like Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. I mean that song's pretty much about genocide, and we sing it in church. <laughs> uh, and that's but. But, but my, my, my point here is like is like what what is history and it's beyond just a statement of fact of things that happen of things that happen in existence but it's also a statement of what the modern culture oh my God. Modern I remember culture the quote. Should, should offer. I remember the quote it, it goes hand in hand with what so uh, with rage against the machine those who control the past control the future and those who control the present control the past. I mean, what I hate is it makes sense. If I was an evil overlord and I wanted to enslave people, 
if you keep people dumb and ignorant to the facts and you give them just enough to get by that they think they're getting that they're making the life we just kind of go with it <laughs> yeah i mean if you don't know any better and you're just kind of being told you're you're given a narrative and you're saying this is the way it is and this is the way it's always been and more or less you're saying this is the way it's always going to be well uh, so going back to that john oliver episode he he describes how parent i don't i i don't even want to say where because i don't remember where it was a southern state uh but the parents were actually it was like one of those pta rally things but the parents were sitting there and they're like i just want my kid god what is it he says i just want my kid to be taught that the worst day in america is still better than the best day anywhere else and that's it and that's literally one what out of history and i think a lot of that just goes downhill i mean let's be honest like slavery was atrocious it was just i mean i cannot well honestly i can china continues to do that kind of shit all over the place and blah 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 there is still a slave trade and all that i guess i can't imagine but just the fact that atrocities or well we just need to look past this we're america and we're the best like at what point does a nationalist attitude like that where do, where is that going to ever fucking knock itself off if that's what you're inclined to believe and if we're actually oh starting at low level so i don't know you're what 5 or 6 when you hit first grade if we're if we're going after kids that young and we're going to start indoctrinating them i mean think about it majority of kids are in uh, public schools well we're breeding them to just eat whatever comes out of this government machine Yeah, no, pretty much, and that's and that's that's kind of a, the the where our education system goes wrong. I mean, I mean, it's it's beyond like STEM versus STEAM and all that, and it comes down to the very foundation of uh, of well, I mean, their standardization of fact. But that's the issue is that the gut, which you know, we're over oversee all of that. Well, you're never supposed to let your overseer have all the power in what you see, hear, look, and do. You don't give yourself any, dare I say, freedom. And I, I feel like it's the same thing in the COVID bit. Anthony Fauci comes out and tells us one thing. Trump comes out and tells us ah, half of that's not true. So he discredits the main guy in it. We're not looking at the like because first off, you, you cannot count China's numbers. China's COVID numbers are a star at the end of it because who knows what the hell actually happened there. But we've become it's kind of like a like a happiness evaluation. You 
happy being or do you honestly just believe that the media is nothing but lying to you i'll be honest like i never knew anything about juneteenth until about four years ago when i first started seeing it like i literally saw it and was like what the hell was that and then it was kind of insulting because i supposedly went to one of the better high schools in the kansas city area and this was never ever mentioned at all you know the tulsa race massacres are never mentioned anywhere in my history curriculum uh and i feel like that would be a pretty big civil rights mention But once again, you know, paragraph on Martin Luther King, paragraph on the civil rights of 1960s. And then, and then Martin Luther kid it, 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 and, and then racism and, uh, away. I have no idea what you just said, Justin. It came out in Wales. And I don't know, and all that, and, and actually educate them rather than just, they don't really amount to much. And I guess that intro here, and this is, uh, oh, damn. Uh, keep, am I coming through now? I should have. I hear you. Wait, what? I, I can hear you now. Okay. Uh, sorry, I, I don't want this to turn into like a Motorola. Uh, commercial. <laughs> oh, you're good. Uh, you, you, you started speaking whale, like from Finding Nemo, and it was just like, well, <laughs> well that well that might appeal to a certain demographic. We'll we'll have to wait and see. But uh, hey, get, but, get uh every viewer we can. The the we definitely want that whale demographic. It's it's a big one. Uh, but but no, but I guess but that takes me back to the big word that I used in the intro, uh, ontology, and that. For me, that means like our foundations of knowledge, and you know, how do we establish what is true? And that's that's why I've been trying to take so many shots back at school. Oh, that was the worst way of ever saying that. I realized. Right, but uh, I think it starts there. But then when it comes, but then I guess bringing it back another level to our to the overall goal of this podcast, which means like. You know, how do we be more, how can we be more responsible as citizens in a democracy? And, and we can't just, school is where we pick up a lot of our virtues and, and our flaws, but then but then we get out of school and we still have to, like, think critically about the world. And, and you know, and we're going to find mistakes that, that were made in our upbringing. And hopefully, I guess, the people who, the kids who are in school now are getting a better education what we got so that way they can do better than what we're doing what, what we've been able to do right now do better earlier and think more critically about what's going on thought like do you actually know if that's true like are kids actually doing better or has the curriculums changed or anything i don't know since so much high about school, since high school i don't know so much about that 
Oh wait. Yeah, I don't. I don't know so much about that, and I. I really. I, I think part of that too, and this is a uh, well, boy. I. I, I want to plug this book by uh, by George Towner that I've, that I've been writing a review on because it really talks about this a lot, and I can't go into all the details because uh, there are so many there, and it would be a whole. That would be a whole topic for a whole different podcast, but. But pretty much uh, what he says is that the ways that we form knowledge are we take in like existence and our mind creates uh, a digital reality. And that's how, based on that reality, that's how we live our lives. And that's what, that's how we make the, the that, that informs like the, the decisions that we make, the worldviews that we hold and all that. And so... And so what that comes down to here is like, how do we evaluate what is a good education? You know, is it, it and traditionally, I think when, when we were all in school, it was like how well you do on this test or that test and all, and all of high school. Oh, okay. is 96% attendance and do well on the math test at the end of the year. Right. Because that's how schools get funded. Funding is by, scoring well on these tests and that's how people get into colleges is by uh performing well on the act here in the midwest or the act on the or, or the sat on the on the uh on the coast and uh, uh other regions and and these things don't really mean anything except for this is how the powers that be have decided like this is how we're going to evaluate what a good education is basically translate it to a score on the test but it doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day it's just how they evaluate it <laughs> um they gotta give us some way i guess to judge us where we rank in society right and there's got to be and there's always, always got to be some 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 terms of evaluation especially when you talk about well money and funding and all that that's when things get big and it becomes, but then it takes on a whole competitive system. And well, the issue I guess, is though, if you're a worse school, shouldn't you get more money? <laughs> right, right. Because that, that's a big problem. Uh, and a lot of, uh, poor, you know, I would say a lot, well, a lot of poor districts. Well, and I, I don't remember, I think it was Kansas city, Kansas school district was that I don't know if it ever got, uh, accredited again because it actually lost a credit accreditation and then they pulled the federal funding and it's like well what the fuck are they supposed to do it's a public school system yeah it's kind of like there there's a fire there we can pour water on it or we can pour fuel on it and well i i think they poured some fuel on it by you know depriving it of that funding that it would have needed to maintain you know maintain good teachers well, it's and, the whole uh, tie a rope around a guy's neck so he doesn't, you know, fall too far down the trap door underneath him. Right, right. Yeah, that'll stop him. Um, and just, uh, just, just for the whale audience out there, I, I, I said Murni. I hope that translates. <laughs> that, that, that was all cool. right. So. We apologize to sperm whales everywhere. <laughs> right, that I was aiming more towards the uh, the the blue whale audience with that one. They 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 speak in a in a lower register. So I hope you don't mind uh, sperm all, all the sperm whales and orcas out there. So uh, 
<laughs> All right. All right. Pretty close to Australia. Oh god. Oh boy. Right, Down fair. under. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, but that's pretty much ontology. But then there's you know like axiomatic set theory, which is also a big thing. How, how we group things typically informs how we see things, you know. And so again, like like what what is good, what is bad, what is truth, these sorts of things. And uh, now let then let me ask you this. So if if you would take a public learning system. And you would say, I need to optimize this. I need to, I need to do something that we don't do. And aside from, we need to stop going after uh, a standardized test. We need to stop aiming for an ACT score. We need to stop aiming for an MAP score. We need to push kids. I mean, I, I, I am one of those bleeding hearts that's just, you know, do what you love. I, I did two stints for United Airlines without working for United Airlines. Trust me, there's a lot of love for doing that fucking job. Yeah. Like. Yeah, Ra- Ravion and I are still buried in that love. Yeah. No, and that's the thing, though, is that job literally is just one of those things that, dude, I enjoyed it a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. <sighs> well. If that's the case, that's the kind of stuff we should be pushing people through. You know, that's the kind of availability we should be offering. Instead of putting people in a classroom to learn, what what is it? History, science, math, English. And then I think I had to do like two semesters of a language. Uh, God, I, I don't remember like all the graduation requirements. But it, but it was basically like do these classes and then, you know, take like five or six blow-off classes that you want to take, you know, auto tech or art or graphic design or, you know, botany, stuff like that. We had Hunt Camp Fish, which, which was amazing. Yeah. And see, I, I think and, – and those are always the programs that get defunded. Like, remember that. The, the, those are always the first programs that are cut. And it's because none of that is on that test at the end of the year. Yeah. Well, it, speaking of that, we also like how much money do you think goes into uh, into athletics and 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 in oh, school? Uh, colleges have proved athletics basically rule them uh, with the hashtag. Oh, son of a bitch, Ray. Do you remember what the college football had like the players hashtag hashtag? Let me. Let me play or let us oh, play. we want to play. We want to play. Yeah. And so you got a bunch of football players posting this now. And, uh, you know, we want to play. We want to play. The colleges back them 100%. Well, of course they do. That's, that's <laughs> right. Funny. The smaller colleges were actually angry. Because the, the, vid, the conferences were actually trying to do interconference play, so they're only playing eight different teams. Well, they always start out the year by playing these nobodies and D2 schools because the D2 schools get paid. And so the D2 schools are like, whoa, 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 what do you mean you guys are just going to do this on your own? We're supposed to play Ohio State first game of the year, and we're going to get like a quarter million dollars for that. What, what? 
we we're supposed to be in this too. But you That's also right. aren't in a lot of uh, those players hashtag we want to play because there's nothing in it for them. I don't think anybody in Maryville is going to get that big Nike deal. <laughs> yeah, doubtful, doubtful. They might be uh, sponsored by the uh, local outlet mall if they have one up there. I'm not really sure, but uh, that's about it. Yeah, athletics huge out there. Uh, I know at Mizzou especially, they have the – God, the, when I went, it, they had a brand-new athletic training facility. So, I mean, they had a – we already had the nation's back rec, best rec center, and they were the nation's best athletic center. Like, but, you know, Laffrey Hall was, had a cracked foundation and was sinking into the ground. Uh, that was the engineering building, ironically. Uh, they, they, they had a bunch of buildings where they hadn't been updated in years, but the money that had been put into Faro Field and Mizzou Arena, and I mean, that kind of stuff is just bananas. They're, they're like the largest collection of Nike equipment in Missouri. Like under one roof kind of thing. Yeah, I can believe it. I can believe it. And I guess, so, that's a, boy, we're really, oh, are we going to say something, Ray? Uh, mainly, I was just going to kind of piggyback off of that and, uh, talk about LSU, how they added a want to say forty something million dollar uh, lazy pool to their campus, <laughs> wow. and purely funded from the athletics program. I'm sorry. Did did you want to describe <laughs> that as college football champions, LSU? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That LSU. <laughs> Uh, they, their library is literally falling apart, akin to yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We don't wanna, we don't want to lose the uh, the, uh, the whale audience down there. Oh, I, I I don't go to college for a library, sir. I go to get drunk in a lazy pool, apparently. <laughs> Actually, that's really bad. Right. For me to oh, that's great. That's I great. Start college as an engineering major and then blow off as a psychology. So I pretty much did go to college to get drunk in a lazy river. Although I did, I went to the library a couple of times. Well, hey, man, you're. <laughs> I walked past it a few God, times. It was pretty nice. That's nice. Do you know if there's any other sports programs that have done just well? Almost ridiculous expenditures like that, Ray? Because that's, that's just crazy, dude. You know, I can't say I've heard of any other one, but I'm pretty sure. sure that I'll say, like, I'm sure Bama has like a solid gold gist statue of Nick Saban that's in Nick Saban's office. <laughs> Probably. Oh, I mean, I'd do it. Yeah, I can I can see it. I can see it. Uh, well, I think uh, boy, that's this all went in a direction I wasn't quite anticipating, but I think it's a I think it was a good direction. Uh, I think now 
uh, I think we planted some seeds and it's uh, something to build on next time. And this is a good, and I think we should take this time to uh, kind of start wrapping things up a little bit, just uh, so that way we, we don't talk too much. And I'm kind of talking too much now, but uh, anywho, so, uh, so yeah, so education and, and, and like what education is good for and, and how education impacts us later on when it comes to making critical decisions you know, and well-informed decisions as adults. I think that's that's kind of what I want to uh, explore next time because I mean that, that has to do with everything now. Because you know we're, I guess we, we have this culture where we're uh, where you know we have a medical expert like like Dr. Fauci coming in coming out and saying, you know, this is what we need to do to fight this you know pandemic. And then we have political pundits coming out and saying, "Well, this is oh, it's just it happens to this is this is an election year, and so there's something you know wrong about the whole thing because you know obviously this is a, this whole pandemic is has something to do with Trump's reelection and all that." And then we have is supposed to teach you how to be a person. You're supposed to go to school. Yes, you're going to learn your history. You're going to learn the worst of the worst and the best of the best. Why do we want to talk so much shit on Hitler, but we ain't going to say shit on slavery and the Civil War here in the United States? That's a bias that we cannot live with anymore because we are not the, we are not the informed educated republic anymore that we see ourselves as. We're supposed to learn how to do our taxes. We're supposed to learn how to do job applications. We should have a program that just, even if we're not looking at going to college, just have a fucking list of different jobs that people can apply for so they can see the industries that are out there. Instead of just putting prime flight aviation, put prime flight aircraft handling, we do, you know, do like a sentence for what it is that that job entails. And give people a chance to actually go out and do something. Don't just set us up for the map test. Don't just set us up for the ACT so we can go to college and give another federally funded institution a fuck ton of our money or go into hellacious debt for it when it's unneeded. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're supposed to create and build our ideas from adolescence to adulthood and we have lost our way on that it is now football uh what is it it's football standardized tests and then honestly at that point i don't think they even care patriotism show up just attendance show the hell up all right uh with uh this you know talk about education do you think it should be solely on our government or do you think education should continue at home through the parents? I think morality and uh, individual views will always be Mm -hmm. something that uh, will be taught at home. You, You spend more time with your parents individually than you will your friends or your classmates or your teachers. And in doing so, you're going to pick up more from them, you know, if they curse or not, if they uh, react certain ways to certain things. The more you view that uh, 
it's impressed on us. That's how you react in this situation. And mm-hmm. that, that's the unavoidable, but I don't believe my mom <laughs> has to teach me to do a 1099 tax form. And, and I, I don't think my dad should have to teach me the horrors of the Tulsa race massacre. Uh, there are things that I, I feel like should be described in school and they should be described empathetically or what is it? Empathic, I don't know, empathically uh, with empathy. Yeah. I kind of see what you're because saying. Like it's, actually, it's not just a fact finding, you know, we, Ray was talking about uh, 2 million slaves being uh, involved in the transatlantic uh, slave trade. Well, is that only how many made it? Or is that how many were documented? I mean, because, yeah, yeah, Ray and I have discussed, just talked about it a little bit at work, and uh, it comes down to how it was documented and how and what we have access to now is facts, and, and we probably don't we have an So experience. quick, as, as humans, we are so quick to take on uh, any. Any reinforcement we have, there is one paper about how vaccinations give autism. One paper. It has been discredited. The guy that wrote it, I believe, lost his PhD. And it is touted as, as scripture by anti-vaxxers. And there's no reason for it. There's no reinforcement at all, but it, because it backs oh, up their thoughts, then that's what matters to them. That's, that's why people treat teachers like trash, because a teacher is teaching an open view of the world. We're teaching this happened, this happened. Well, a dad in whatever state just didn't like his son asking him, Hey, Dad, did we own slaves? And decided to take that out on, you know, by saying, no, we we just need to be taught that America is the greatest country in the world. That's all our kids need taught, and that's wrong, because we're not. Yeah. Well, then that just brings up another can of worms, like what makes a country great? And that's... uh, that's, I guess that's next an interesting. Time we can talk about what makes the country great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I th- I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah, no, I mean that's. Uh, I had a thought I was going to say, but boy, I lost it. Um, anywho, uh, I think that pretty much sums up everything I want to talk about today. Uh, I think that we we made some, you know, had had some good talk here. Uh, and uh, unless anybody else has anything else that they want to bring up to close off, then I think uh, we'll just shut it down for the day and pick up next week. I'm good. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Until like 2 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll change the times. Uh, 2 o'clock will work, 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 work just fine for me. So, okay. uh, thank you. I just, I'd like to be able to wake up more than like four minutes before the call. Yeah, no, that's, that's understandable. That's under, although you seem pretty pr- pretty awake today, I should say. But yeah, no, definitely. Give, give you an hour. You can get into it, get gear up. For, uh, 
Uh, in the meantime, this has been uh, this has been our time with uh, me, Justin Volker, my my good friends uh, Matt Dolphin and uh, Ravion Marchbanks. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you later. Adios. I'm